I really, really needed a vacation. Working in retail has been hell. With COVID, it's been even 10 times more so. But I have bills to pay and mouths to feed. I just can't afford time off, even though I desperately need it. Then my friend Natalie told me about this website that might solve my problems, where you can find someone that matches your appearance and they'll step into your life for a few days while you recharge. I did it last month and it was exactly what I needed, she said as she passed me a business card with the website name on it. At first, it sounded just a little freaky to me. I mean, what are the odds that an agency would even be able to find someone that looks like you in the first place? Still, day in and day out, the grind was getting to me. I needed a break. So, one night, after a particularly gruesome 12-hour shift, I went to the website to check it out. There were pictures of people side by side with similar, albeit slightly different faces, and reviews from customers that talked about how the program matched them, and it worked out for their benefit. I figured since Nat had given me a coupon to try out, what the hell? I typed in the code and got a long list of terms and conditions that, like everyone else, I scrolled through. Then I was asked to provide a recent photo or take one with my webcam. Once that part was done, I was asked a few personal details and I adjusted my radius to within 100 miles. Not long after, the results came back. No matches found within the area. I kind of figured that response, but it had been worth a shot. I went to bed not thinking about it much, until the next morning when I got an email notification that told me there was a new match. Lookalike in your area, do you want to make contact? The message read. I checked out the user's profile, a bit disturbed at how they looked like me in almost every detail, and then shook off the feeling for a second, consenting to the agreement. According to the contract, my lookalike would be there within the hour. To be honest, I was so excited I actually jumped with joy. Finally, a chance to get away from it all, I thought. The service showed up 10 minutes early the next day, and when I opened the door, I couldn't help but gawk. Wow, it's like looking in a mirror, I told the woman. What's your name anyway, I asked. For all intents and purposes, I am you, she told me as I gave her a brief tour of the house and explained about my girl's allergies and preferred foods. She was jotting everything down in a notebook and asking a few standard questions. Honestly, nothing made me raise any red flags. Either that or honestly, I think I was just so glad not to have to go to work and have some me time that I didn't care. Now, don't get me wrong. I made it clear that I wanted to check in on my kids at least twice a day via FaceTime. I'm not an idiot. And the service website told me all the personal information I needed to know in case this employee did something crazy like try a kidnapping or whatever. Honestly, I didn't see a reason to fret. This was just what I needed, and I was going to enjoy it. Judge me if you want, but I felt confident there wasn't one reason to worry when I grabbed my bags and left. Things truly didn't start getting out of whack until I tried to call and check on the kids. Nobody picked up. At first, I was miffed, a bit frustrated that they were probably playing video games or watching a movie instead of studying, but I remained calm. I didn't want to spend my few days of freedom fretting about something insignificant. But then the next day, I couldn't get a hold of them either, and that nagging doubt in the back of my mind started to pester me. Was everything really okay? I tried really to not let it bother me, but eventually, I just had to see if everything was fine. So I decided to call a neighbor, 
Barb here. Who am I speaking to? It's Mel from next door. Hey, I haven't heard from the kids and... But that was as far as I got. A second later, she interrupted me with a bizarre statement. Is this some kind of a joke? What do you mean? I asked. Truthfully, I didn't know what else to say. My neighbor is in my kitchen, drinking coffee, and her kids are playing games. I don't know who you are, and I would suggest you stop bothering us. Then she hung up. That nagging doubt? It had just transformed into a mountainous region of concern. I needed to get home immediately. I canceled the rest of the vacation and drove all the way in a single night. It wasn't far, but it still felt like it took forever. As I pulled into my driveway, I felt this strange, eerie, and sickening feeling starting to overwhelm me. Something was wrong. And each step toward the door felt like impending doom. I jiggled with my keys and tried to open the lock, but it didn't budge. I double-checked to make sure I had the right key, then I knocked. It was cold and a little past ten. The porch light flickered on and the lookalike came to the door wearing my pajamas. My youngest was right behind her, sleepy-eyed and brushing her teeth. Can I help you? The lookalike asked through the thin glass that separated. Yeah, let me in, I said waving to my daughter. She gave me a look that I will never forget. She acted like she didn't recognize me. Excuse me, I don't know you. Now I would suggest you get off my front lawn before I call the cops. This is ridiculous. Chloe, let me in, I said, addressing my youngest. She hid behind the lookalike in fear. Ma'am, this is scaring my daughter. You need to leave, the lookalike instructed. You're... I snapped, trying not to let my temper show. What the fuck was going on? I live here. I hired you, I shouted at the lookalike, but she looked every bit as frightened as my daughter. Was she trying to make me think I had gone crazy? Was this just some long prank they were trying to pull? Honey, go upstairs, my lookalike told Chloe. She scampered obediently. Once alone, the lookalike gave me a scornful look. You have five minutes to leave before I contact the police, she said. I got a sick feeling that she was dead serious. So I scrambled into my purse and pulled out my phone. I showed the website where I had hired her and muttered, This is not a game. This is my family. What have you done to them? She looked me dead in the eye, and a soft, sly grin came over her face. They're my family now. And she closed the door on my face. I felt like shouting at the top of my lungs. This couldn't possibly be happening to me. But it was. I went back to my car and called the police. I was sure that it would be easier to just let them handle this. Ten minutes later, they arrived and I told them the whole story. They took my statement, which I'm sure sounded very strange, and then went to talk to my lookalike. I figured everything would resolve itself rather quickly, but rather than just tell the lookalike to leave, they insisted we both come down to the station for fingerprints. Even better, I'm tired of this fraud trying to take my daughters away, I said glaring at her. But then I saw Chloe again, still looking just as scared of me as ever. And I wondered, had she threatened them? Were her and Tia in danger? 
I needed to find a way to talk to them alone. At the station, I let the lookalike go first for fingerprinting just for that chance. Tia and Chloe had rode up in the police car and were waiting as I got there. I ran up to them and grabbed their hands, talking as fast as I could. Girls, you need to tell me, is everything okay? What has she done to you? Both of them looked as pale as ghosts. Tia pulled away from me. Don't touch us, Chloe squealed. An officer rounded the corner and gave me a stern look. Ma'am, until we resolve this issue, you need to stay away from the family, he said. I bit my tongue and felt like strangling them. They were my family. This was insane. Still, I didn't risk more problems, so I just sat and waited as he escorted the girls to another room. My heart felt like it was going to explode as I fixated on my youngest. She had never seemed so scared. What the heck was this woman doing to them where they had forgotten all about me? Two minutes later, it was my turn for fingerprints. I went in and slapped my hand on the device, figuring this would resolve everything. But a few moments later, the officers gave me another strange statement. That's weird. Let me see your hand, he said. He turned it over and looked at it. Did you burn your fingers, ma'am? I snatched my hand back and looked. My fingerprints were gone. I think I must have been standing there for a long moment because the officer was asking to take blood and saliva. But already I saw the lookalike trying to convince the sheriff to let her go with my children. I snapped, you can't take them. I don't know what the hell you did to me, but those are my kids. I shouted angrily. I lunged for her as she grabbed a hold of Chloe and Tia. Two officers tased me a moment later. When I woke, I found out that the woman who was now going by my name wasn't pressing charges. But she did file a restraining order. You can't come within 100 yards of her or her children. I found out shortly that her fingerprints matched my own. It was impossible. Impossible, but true. How is this happening? I sobbed as I came out to the lobby. I had only one last thing to try. Natalie. Surely she could solve this crazy problem. I left the office in a mad dash and caught a taxi toward her house. She was outside gardening. Thank God you're here, I shouted as I ran toward her. What? Natalie asked, shocked by my expression. You need to help me. That website you told me about, that woman I hired is taking over my life. She even got the girls to believe her. I don't know how, but you're the only one I can turn to. I screamed. Natalie processed everything I said slowly, her brain clicking into gear as I finished my statement. Then she opened her mouth, and that dread overwhelmed me again. I'm sorry. Do I know you? Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to hit that follow button to get notified every time a new episode is released. Also, please take a second to leave a rating for the podcast. This is so important to help the podcast grow. Thank you.